I swear to goodness, if the next time Alec Manoa hits the mound in spring training and it's not at the Blue Jays facility, like it's the other team, and they play this song after he hit three batters today, would be hilarious. It's the video I'd show. I'd show show that video of Charlie Sheen (laughs) taking out that just that dummy batter. Boom, his head plopping off. That's the video I'd show. Uh, Blue Jays fans, if you're just tuning in and you're wondering how Alec Manoa did in his uh, first spring training outing, uh, yeah, that's how he did. Three hit batters, uh, four earned runs in an inning and two-thirds, 38 pitches, 21 balls, 17 strikes. Um, not great uh, for the 25-year-old who's hoping for a bounce-back year after being big-time demoted last season for the Toronto uh, Blue Jays. Uh, Gary Bettman is in Winnipeg. He is having a news conference at 5 o'clock. Um, it's 15 minutes long. And then he's having a fireside chat uh, with the uh, season ticket holders. Uh, Drew, what what do you think Gary's going to tell the media in about 45 minutes, just over 45 minutes? Um, it's a great market. We are committed to the Winnipeg Jets. The NHL is. We've got a great owner. Um, the corporate entities need to step up and help support this club, but we this can't go on forever with the Winnipeg Jets. They're a very good hockey team. We need more people in the building. We need new, more con- corporate sponsorship. I don't think he'll lay a threat down, but there will be certainly a uh, the usual lawyer speak when it comes to the future of the Jets, and it is unsustainable. It's pretty clear, and the, especially since you've got the guy with the deepest pockets in the National Hockey League. This chairman is a very, 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 he's the wealthiest owner in the league. But you don't stay wealthy by throwing away money. So I, I think you're close on what, I think Gary's going to go full positive politician today in Winnipeg. He's going to say, we're putting a lot of work here. We want to make this work. There's great fans here. This is a great community. I met with some great sponsors of the team. I think Mark Chipman's got a great plan to make sure this works and have a sustainable future for the Winnipeg Jets. We are monitoring the situation closely because at the current state, it's not sustainable. But I see a lot of good times on the horizon, and the team's playing well, and I'm happy to be back in Winnipeg, and I'll be happy to return again next season. And I think it'll be a nice smiley Gary Bettman. Like you said, no threats. No, hey, we're we're gonna move this thing in two work. years or anything like that. I think it's gonna be very positive on the work Mark Chipman is doing as chairman now in the Winnipeg Jets on getting more people in the seats. And hoping for a great playoff run for the Winnipeg Jets this spring, uh, for got, Gary Bettman. You've got the city, which is the lowest populated city uh, when it comes to NHL cities. Oh, and by the way, can I just, a lot of people are texting, and I, I've said this too, on why are you being so quick on Winnipeg and you've given Arizona as long a leash as you have. Now, there is a fact I have not really discussed, is the Phoenix area has the 10th largest population in the United States. Like, not just Phoenix, but 
Mesa Scottsdale all area. area the tenth largest area. market yeah. in the United States. Winnipeg, mm, not so much when it but, comes to markets in the National yeah. Hockey League. Exactly, and and the they are I we listen around the league. We question it, the legitimacy of trying to hang on in Arizona, and and now especially with the stadium situation. You would now put, you would now put, if you build a new stadium, if you buy it, the land, and you buy a stadium and you build a stadium, you will now have three stadiums in an area of 5 million people, which is ludicrous. That's not counting the basketball stadium the arena. That's not counting the, the, the Glendale that, um, football stadium. That's not counting the uh, the baseball stadium downtown in Phoenix either. This is three arenas, I should say, that for for hockey purposes doesn't make a lot of sense. No. Uh, so we'll keep you up to date. Uh, Gary Bettman, uh, 45 minutes, we'll be holding a news conference with Winnipeg Media before his fireside chat and the Jets and the St. Louis Blues drop the puck later tonight in Winnipeg. Uh, Darren, you have a different prediction with Gary Bettman. I think Mr. Bedman is going to come out and finally announce that they will be moving the Winnipeg Jets to the Arizona area to fortify that Arizona-Arizona rivalry. <laughs> what would they I be called? Long time overdue. The Desert Dogs. It'd be the Coyotes versus the Desert Dogs. Oh, that, that'll, be a, that'll be a lawsuit right there. That'll be a court case right there. Uh, Gary Bettman can do whatever heck he wants on that good one. Good point. That's but, a good point. But here's the timing on this, Darren. There's some interesting timing today. Gary Bettman arrives in Winnipeg, and Ryan Smith in Salt Lake City does him no favors with a tweet today on the exciting things ahead for the ownership group and what they want to bring with NBA and NHL to uh, Salt Lake City as Gary's plane touches down in Winnipeg. There's the guy in Salt Lake going, Remember me? Here I am again. Are you sure? Are you sure that's are you sure that's <laughs> upstaging Gary? Or do you think maybe there was a phone call made saying, Hey, no a pressure on these folks? No, you don't No, you know, no, I don't believe that. No, Gary I don't believe would. in conspiracy theories. Not at all. I don't think Mr. Batman would do that at all. But it's fun to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> See, the other thing is... They too, should have just let Jim Ball Silly buy the damn team and move him to Hamilton uh, when it came to the Arizona Coyotes yeah. back in the day. When's the last time you uh, you dialed up your BlackBerry? I miss the keyboard. I miss the keyboard. I do the miss the keyboard as well. I do miss the keyboard as well, without a doubt. But here's the other thing that we... Let's not forget, we've heard this as well in lately, is that maybe back to the ATL. No, the hockey. yes, we have we have heard it. We have that is another area that the NHL is very interested in into uh, hey, to no, reigniting actually, that. Actually, I'm for it. Expand a team to Atlanta because we know what's going to happen. They're going to move to Quebec City. The Flames move Don't to it. Calgary. The Thrashers move to Winnipeg. Put a team back in Atlanta. Off to Canada they go. It'll go three for three. You're never this is a great getting idea. another team in Canada. I will tell no. you that as long as we are alive, there will never be another team in Canada. 
Oh, who knows how long that's going to be? Coming up next here on the way we're going, the way we're going. You know, AI coming in. No way, no way. We'll be like it's like ten years and counting. So get your get your get your tickets now. <laughs> coming up next, all eyes on the Chicago Bears going into the NFL Combine, and Peter King, longtime NFL yeah. writer, drops a bomb. As he announces his retirement, and not about his retirement, but what the Bears might do with their first overall pick that had a lot of people scrambling over the last 24 hours. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie Nye and Drew Romendo with you. This is the Green Zone on a Tuesday afternoon. Well, football morning in America. And before that, Peter King, uh, of course, he had to rename it. Um it was really the Monday morning memo that Peter King made famous. And then when he moved to NBC, uh, started to write uh, Football Morning in America. And he is a Hall of Fame writer. He has covered the NFL for years. He is someone who is after a Super Bowl in the coach's room sitting next to the coach. He gets that access. He is that big of a deal after the Super Bowl. One-on-one with the winning quarterback after the Super Bowl. He's got a ton of respect around the league. So when Peter King, in his farewell column on Monday, saying, that's it, I'm retiring, it's been a slice. But he writes his full diatribe, as he always does, on the quirky little stories he's finding out and the people he's talked to. But then he ends with the, well, he ends with a haiku. But before that, it's the 10 things I think I think. And he (laughs) threw in there, I suppose the Bears are going to trade the top pick. I know nothing, but that seems to be the way the wind is blowing. What I say, the Bears could keep Justin Fields, and should, and trade the first pick down once or twice and build the kind of supporting cast a team needs to contend. Ryan Poles, the general manager, could trade top pick down to Washington, who would take Caleb Williams, get the second pick, maybe trade that one to Atlanta. And in return, they would get a first-round pick next year from Atlanta and Washington, and second-round picks. That's the going rate. So you'd move down seven spots and get two first-round picks, two second-round picks. He would total it up at having eight picks by trading one over the next two drafts. And everybody in the football went, wait, what does Peter King know? Peter King doesn't just write this stuff on a whim it is as he said that's the way the wind is blowing when peter king writes that it gets people talking on what the bears are going to do with the first overall selection so ryan poles arrived at the combine today and is the talk of the town in indianapolis and said that if they decide to pick a quarterback with the first overall selection, they would want to do Justin Fields right and trade him before free agency, which is in a couple of weeks. So here we are. Drew, what do you, what do you, what do you, where do you think the wind is blowing? Do you think it's blowing the way Peter King thinks it is, that they'll trade like they did last year, the first overall selection that got him? A pretty good haul, including DJ Moore as a receiver from Carolina. And they drafted Bryce Young, who didn't quite have a rookie season they were anticipating with the Carolina Panthers. 
Well, the thing is that Justin Fields is only three years into his NFL career, two years into being a starter in the NFL. The hall that Peter King is talking about is gigantic. And if you're trying to rebuild your team, you get quality, you get quantity. And then if you're picking certainly as high as the Williams trade would, or the number Mm -hmm. one trade, I shouldn't say Williams, but the number one trade would, would get, would give you, you would get quality as well. So you've got a huge jump on your rebuild to bring the Chicago bears back to greatness. I don't know how good Caleb Williams is. So I'm play three games this year on TV. Um, they were all three losses. Three, I think it was. No, one, 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 and, and then lost two. So I'm very sad on the sidelines on that last loss. Um, <laughs> Did he blow you away? No, he didn't blow no. me away at all. And that's why that's why I'm wondering. You're not wondering. Obviously, there's a lot more smarter people in football like you are as well. But he never blew me away watching him going, wow, this guy is the next great. Trevor Lawrence blew me away. Yes. Yes, he did. Without a doubt. C.J. Stroud would blow you away in college. Without a doubt. Even Bryce Young. I, I don't know. Uh, Bryce Young didn't blow me away. Uh, Johnny Manziel wasn't blowing anybody away. Um, he was a flash. Like he did a lot of brilliant stuff running the ball around, but it wasn't like, wow, this kid can play great quarterbacking. Um, Caleb Williams is a really good quarterback. I the just, story, but the, the stories about Justin Field retaining Justin Field and how much it would cost. It, apparently, that's widely exaggerated and overblown when you, when you break it down in the real numbers on how much it would cost to keep him around. But. Over the coming weeks, all eyes are on Chicago again ahead of the NFL draft in April uh, when rubber will meet the road. Or before that, maybe they trade Justin Fields as an indication that they will be taking Caleb Williams first overall in the NFL draft. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging up the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Trying to holler at me. If you're going to play this song, Scott, play the OG. Like, what is this? Weezers? Oh, awful. What was the other one? They uh, Africa. No, not a big fan did of that ever, one either. Did you ever uh, watch the other guys with um, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg? Did you ever see that movie? No. Oh, okay. All right, then this 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 reference would be lost in you, so I'm not going to say it. But Scott's laughing, so he he gets. You know, Scott reference. knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Michael Keaton being Michael Keaton, absolutely brilliant. But we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, yeah. If don't if you're gonna play Scrubs, play the original. None of the Weezer stuff. Thank you very much. Yeah, keep an open mind. Maybe you know. Maybe it's people like that one better. Maybe we've got no, a no, Weezer no, no, crowd. No, 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 no. no maybe no. we've got a it Weezer crowd. Weezer's with our with our demographic, you know what I'm talking about when I'm saying Weezer crowd. <laughs> Play the original. It's not even close. TLC is so much better. Okay. It's the original. <laughs> Neither would uh, would bother me one way or the other. Anyways, <clears throat> yeah, Truth okay. or Trash Tuesday, which version is better of No Scrubs? 
a TLC or a Weezer. You're on your own. Wait till I'm away for that one. Because <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, oh, we'll bring wheels know. back for that one. He'll lose another one. <laughs> now, here's the long and the short of it. I hate hockey and I don't like kids. It's time to drop the clubs. We're losing! More guys, more teams. They're burying us alive! But hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Okay, Drew Amanda, as uh, earlier in the show, um, I gave a public service announcement uh, yep. to everybody ahead of the trade deadline to take rumors with a grain of salt. Um, Sportsnet and TSN are going to do their best to hype up their trade center coverage. And any little whiff of a trade uh, they will be talking about and probably, for the most part, make a bigger deal out of it than what in actual reality. I know this because I worked there. I had to edit 200 hockey players' highlight videos ahead of the trade deadline on a list that Bob McKenzie gave to me on the potential trades. And some of them, Dan was like, Really? Uh-huh. They're not trading him. What is? What are we doing here? So, Drew, Elias Pettersson was trending today based on Elliot Friedman's report that he's hearing that the Canucks are receiving calls on Elias sure. Pettersson. Uh-huh. Now, I don't see for the life of me they make a trade, and everybody in Vancouver is like, they're not making a trade before the trade deadline on Elias Pettersson. They... They could go on a cup run. Mm-hmm. But there, he's a player you're going to have to make a decision on for the Vancouver Canucks. Is he going to be a core player for you for 8 to 10 years? Is he someone you want to be a core player? There are, you know, everybody loves body language, and there are times when, you know, Elias Pettersson doesn't give off the best body language when he is playing the game of hockey with the Vancouver Canucks. He did his 29 in, uh, in Edmonton, and he, and he plays – and 97, they play pretty well. Pedersen is um, is a restricted free agent at the end of this season. He is he will be owed, I think it's an $8.8 million qualifying offer, if I remember correctly. He will be higher than that as far as what – the deal, whenever the deal is done, his salary will be higher than 8.820 unless they just give him a qualifying offer and go with that. If you look at, say, comparables, salary-wise, you would have to, I think, look at um, Nylander as far as talent, production, etc., and say probably you're looking at that type of contract when you are you are the 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 Vancouver Canucks. The other thing is that he stated like a in 2023 he wasn't interested in talking about this until the season was over. So that's you're you're kind of if you're the Vancouver Canucks you are pulling a little bit of a gamble. But to say that teams are calling about him, of course they are. Do you know how many phone calls, GMs, trade back and forth day after day? That's what they do. They sit in their office and they're on the phone or they're texting each other. Hey, what about this guy? Hey, what about that guy? Hey, what about this guy? That's what they do. 
But I don't think, Jamie, being a Vancouver Canuck fan that you are, that I would worry that they will trade Elias Pettersson. Let's look because let's just okay. Let's look at Elias Pettersson DB, which is my favorite website on the planet, and let's just see. Because the the question is always this: if you're going to trade this player or that player, like if you're going to trade a guy who, in his career in the National Hockey League, has gone 28 goals, 27 goals, 10 he got injured, he only played 26, 32 goals, 39 goals, 29 goals in 60 games so far, 66 points, 66 points, 68 points, 102 points, 74 points. How are you going to replace those, gang? You can't. You can't. So I don't see how they, how they trade him or make a move without, number one, getting back somebody who's a major haul, which you won't because why would you trade for one mm. guy for another the same thing? Two, completely wrecking the chemistry and the, the vibe of the team because the team will look around and go, are you kidding me with this guy? We we got the team. You don't think that the, you watch the way the Canucks play, and I've talked about belief system before. You don't think the Canucks are sitting around right now in the room thinking, we are this close, this close. If we get this or that or just a little piece right here, just that one piece, you don't get that one piece by trading away one of your most prolific offensive players. And they have cap space for deadline or trade yes, deadline cap. Um, so they're going to add. They're not, they're not trading Elias Pettersson. It's just not no. going to happen. Um, and when you look at their contracts signed long term, nobody's making anywhere close to 10 mil. JT Miller signed for a long time at eight. Uh, Quinn Hughes just signed. He's under contract the next three years at 7.8. Um, you're pretty good cap-wise for the Vancouver Canucks for a little bit until Demko and then Quinn Hughes and you know maybe Brock Besser or somebody else comes up. Uh, but Elias Pettersson should be getting paid. Unless the yeah. organization and they just don't get along, Rick talking to Elias Pettersson and he just wants to leave and he hates Vancouver and that's it. But I don't see how you could hate being the number one team in the National Hockey League. Well, and and I don't, listen, and I, I don't really care that much about body language. Oh, I um, do. I do. It matters to me. It it, it, it really? ticks guys off. Oh yeah, it ticks guys off on your team too. It ticks guys off on your bench, and it ticks off your coach. But, but, and this is a big but. Um, if you are producing like. Patterson, or you're producing like Leon, then you learn to suck it up. But it does matter. Mm, it, it depends on what the body language is at the time. I don't like teammates showing each other up, like on the sidelines, flipping their hands in the air. What are you doing? Their goaltenders showing up their defensemen or anything like that on a bad goal. But if a guy's frustrated and he just looks grumpy, oh. that's okay. Yeah, that, that's 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 a different thing. That's a different that's that's body language is when you're coming back to the bench and you're looking at everybody else but yourself. Body language is coming back to the bench and shaking your head. Body language is coming back to the bench and and slamming your stick. I mean, there's a lot of you see a lot of it during the emotional game that hockey is. But 
when you're consistently, um, uh, I can't even say what I want to say. When you're consistently displaying a poor, poor image to your team, it sends two messages. Number one to your team, this friggin' guy, man, every time he's coming back to the bench, they, they're, they're feeling, they feel it too. But the other team goes, Hey, look at that guy. We got him. We got him. And you saw that last year when Vegas beat Edmonton. You saw it plain as day. So I think it matters. I think you've got to work at keeping it under control. I like this uh, uh, text. Maybe the uh, wires are getting crossed. Maybe it's the younger Elias Pettersson uh, that they also have in their system. (laughs) Maybe. That is going to get, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know this, this is going to get really darn confusing in a few years because the Vancouver Canucks, was it this past draft? Um, they drafted a defenseman with the ex- Elias Pettersson. It's the exact same spelling, first name, last name, both from Sweden, both Elias Pettersson, both on the same system. Um, so if he makes the NHL. It's a broadcaster's nightmare. Back in the day with the Sharks. <laughs> what do you even do with the jersey? Like Usually it's yeah, like an exactly. E uh, or they can't. It's just. Put Pedersen on the back. They have different numbers, so you'll be able to tell them apart. But yeah, back back in the day with the Sharks, we had Sturm, Stern, Suter, Sutter, and Sutter. So that was that was fun for the the play by play guys. But Pedersen and Pedersen, Elias and Elias. One's going to be you're going to do what the, you're just going to name give him his number. <laughs> e, EP like they used to do with Kane and and you know. EP40? EP40. EP40. EP40s. Yeah. Since everybody's doing nicknames nowadays Pedersen, anyway. The so. Pedersen. Um, yeah. Well, how did they, I guess they, with the Sutters, they would have Sutter to Sutter uh, oh, yeah. with the Islanders back in the day. Uh, why not? But we'll see. Uh, we're going to do a rumor a day here on the uh, Green Zone. Uh, there's the Elias Pedersen rumors coming out of Vancouver. Not being traded this year. Not a chance. This summer? Who knows? Uh, he is an RFA or he just signs an eight-year deal and He's a Vancouver Canuck for a long, long time. Uh, coming up next, our game of the night on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Hey, I want something else. I'm not listening when you say goodbye. Jamie and I, Drew Amenda, here on the Green Zone on this Tuesday afternoon. Our game of the night, I'm torn, Drew. I'm torn on the game of the night today. Um... Toronto, Vegas, or Colorado, Dallas? Ooh. Ooh. Apologies to the Sharks and the Devils. Uh, but Timo Meyer is the first game back in the uh, in the tank. Um I would go with the I would go with the uh, uh Red Hot Maple seven game win streak against the Vegas I'd have Golden to go Knights. With that one. Yep, I'd have to go with that one. Get Vegas Golden Knights and the Red Hot Devil or the Red Hot Maple Leafs. I'd have to go with that one. Although the other one's going to be just actually, dandy actually as well. here's here's the benefit. You know what? It works out great. You can have two games of the night because one starts at six and then the other one starts at eight thirty. So you watch the Leafs and the Knights if you can find it, and then right after that one's done, it'll be the start of the Avalanche and the Stars. Your night is made, hockey fans, uh, with the uh, games of the night in the National Hockey. League. Uh, someone that texted in, hey, they're in, in respect to trading a high end player at a time like this, Chicago traded Amante for uh, Mateau and Noonan to get what they needed for a cup run uh, back in the day. 
So, but trades these days are different than they different. were back. They're in. Different, and, and I, I tell you why because again, it goes back to how much more scoring there is now versus how much there was back then. And the key about the game, the hardest thing to do is score goals. How are you going to replace those points, those goals that you lose? Especially when a guy who's that important to your team, different thing. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put, no offense to Tony, I wouldn't put Tony on the same, same level as that. I like Tony Amante back in the day. Well, I didn't really say he's bad. I, mean, I, I just wouldn't, as far as putting up the points, Tony's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but. I bet you, someone said they were talking about hockey cards on the wall. I bet you I have a Tony Amante card stuck to my wall in my old bedroom uh, back in Lumsden, Saskatchewan. But imagine it's, I believe it's Tony Amante that's up there. That's it's to be quite honest. Gone by now. Oh, no, they're still up there. Okay. They're still up there. Yep. All right. My mom still is in the same house, so they're, I, they're still up. There. I don't know how that glue is held for 30-some years, but they are still up there.